0: Good to be sore as hell, but back here in the Dragoon Lair. That's right. I am your host, the Blue Dragoon himself, Daniel the Dragon, and we are here to talk about entertainment. We've had a great week in entertainment, as far as I can tell. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, it may be a little off on the time frame, but this week was an amazing week we finished off she hulk amazing it was i have to say one of my favorite when it came to the marvel tv series so far at least in the sense of that it wasn't really all about the action it was about the meta commentary and the comedy and that to me just worked so well the cg effects and making kevin feige Yes, I'm going to say this because I have to say this apparently. But anyone who hasn't seen the shows, be prepared because we're going into spoiler territory here. But yes, there is something really fun. We got our own version of Kevin Feige. And it was a robot that's in charge of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. And frankly, I thought that was hilarious. And everything that they did was such a meta commentary on... The toxic fandoms that are out there, the dude bros. And listen, I love a lot of action. I love cheese ball stuff, but not everything needs a giant battle. But this was so worth it because no matter what you can say about She Hulk, they did such a great job. And of course, they end the season with two episodes that have Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock himself, in there, And that, to me, was just amazing. And then they pretty much kind of set up what they could do down the line for Hulk by bringing in Hulk's son, Scar. So this was just one of the high points of this week because I want to go into my love, my passion movies, and I got a chance to see Halloween Ends. Now, I know Halloween Ends is going to be very divisive for people, but it's something that I have to say was one that I truly enjoyed because the Halloween movies have never had a cohesive, full-on story because we can dissect this, and I'm going to dissect this, but I enjoyed the fact that this seems to be the end of the Michael Myers saga with Laurie Strode, and as far as I'm concerned, I think it was more than about time that that happened because what like around 40 years and we got what I think felt like a satisfying ending for a good amount of the fans and there's going to be plenty of people that didn't like it I'm not one of them Jamie Lee Curtis is an amazing actress and playing this character for so long she's known the character of Laurie Strode for so long and so well that she did an amazing job and I'm going to say this now because we're going to, I want to dissect this a little bit since I'm all on my own today. And yeah, when you look at the Halloween movies as a whole, there have been so many and they are not a cohesive story. You have one and two that flow into each other, but two different studios. Then you have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. This was a Halloween movie, not Halloween in the sense of the fans wanted because it didn't have Michael Myers and you've got two movies in a row that give us Michael Myers. It just wasn't something that you expected because Michael Myers himself is what everyone knew the Halloween franchise for. So Season of the Witch just doesn't really fit. And now we're going to get into where the timeline gets wonky because you have Halloween 4 and 5. Four and five star Daniel Harris. She's an amazing actress as a child. She was great. She's gotten even better as an adult. And this was where things get a little weird because, okay, she's supposed to be the daughter of Laurie Strode, given up for adoption or something. I'm blanking because it's been a while since I've seen it. But she's supposed to be Laurie's daughter. And we don't get Laurie, but we get Daniel Harris's character. So... Another member of the Strode family, Michael's coming after her, and all right, that, those, those were really good. And I, I was impressed, because they told the story, and they kept it going, and you thought everything was going to go really well for this franchise. Then they get to number six, The Curse of Michael Myers, and it didn't make any sense, because it seemed like they had Daniel Harris's character, but not her playing the character and it just there was a weird cult element that just didn't work because it kind of came and went and just was gone and then you're following other characters so it wasn't the same and they kept the Michael Myers thing of him just unstoppable killing machine and it just kept going and it was all right. You went to H two O. Twenty years later we get Jamie Lee Curtis back. now, she has a son in college, so we're we're seeing all of this stuff, and it's like, wait, okay, so, that all right, we got Laurie Strode back. It's working out pretty good, but as we continue on with that franchise, it was like, okay, after that, they kind of went right into Resurrection. Now, Resurrection just really, to me, didn't fit in anywhere and was at a time frame where... When we had horror movies, which my bread and butter, my my true, true like, what got me into wanting to make movies or eat, just really sit back and enjoy watching movies. And I don't care the budget or whatnot, but when you're watching Halloween Resurrection, there's something you have to realize because the time frame that it comes out happens to be in the time... That we got stuff like Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. The We're trying to cash grab in on hip hop culture. And, you know, it, it works for a certain extent, but it just really didn't grab me. But the only reason, the only reason I will watch Halloween Resurrection is Katie Sackhoff is in this. And I love Katie Sackhoff her as starbuck on battlestar galactica her show another life on netflix these were just like sci-fi things that it's like i saw her acting and i'm like i could watch her and she's gonna put on a performance and she did and i was like you know what she's not even the star and she's putting on a great performance so the it resurrection really didn't resonate with me and i'm I Maybe I was too old or I'm not the target demographic they were looking for at the time, but it just really didn't work. So I had to sit back and say, all right, what are we going to do with this? And yeah, that it wasn't my favorite, but I can – it's like, you know what? You can always skip it. Then we get this latest trilogy of Halloween movies, and it's all these years later. It's pretty much ignoring the timeline, and it picks up at years after – The very first Halloween. And we're not even doing Halloween 2. It's just the original Halloween. And I think that to me. Just when you throw out all the other stuff. It makes it satisfying. Because you kind of got the end of the start. And the conclusion going through. But when we got to this. Like you can throw out the middle. Or you can keep some of the middle. But then things aren't going to make sense. So there's always going to be a fan base that is going to hate it and there's going to be a fan base that loves it and there's just going to be people who are going to be indifferent and it's something that i feel like everyone needs to watch and experience it's in the month of october we're getting halloween stuff all left and right and i've seen some good stuff i've seen some interesting stuff and like halloween was one that i need to talk about because it was halloween ends was really just there And actually, because I'm about to change pace, so we're going to switch gears up, but let's wrap up about Halloween ends, because I got to see that after I had actually now just seen Clerks 3. Now, I have been a huge Kevin Smith fan. I did not see the movies in order, mind you. The first movie of Kevin Smith's I saw was Mallrats, and I loved it, and when I found out he did Clerks, I had to go back and see that, so I... I technically watched the clerks move the viewers universe, so to speak in chronological order. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was worth it. And now coming full circle, I'm not somebody who gets overly emotional as I've gotten older. Like there are certain tropes and things that have kind of like story beats that are hitting me. And like, I'm actually getting like teared up and stuff. And I can, I, I can feel like it welling in my chest and, Clerks 3 was that movie that really just like really started tugging on my heartstrings and I felt everything that Kevin Smith was trying to do with this movie and telling the story and it is so worth it and it got me emotional and I'm just I'm in awe because Kevin Smith has come so far as a filmmaker of Clerks to Clerks 3 and it Sounds ridiculous because it's starting with Clerks and ending with Clerks three so far, and I'm hoping there's going to be more movies. But this is, us, like the Viewers Universe has expanded so much, and there's there's so many great cameos in this. But it's one of those things where I saw Clerks three and I was just blown away, and it had the nostalgic beats and it had an emotional tie that it just it resonated with me. I don't know how a lot of people would resonate with it, but I know for me who somebody who I went to film school and Kevin Smith was a major influence on me in film school and my buddy still writes scripts trying to be the next Kevin Smith and it's no one's going to really ever be the next Kevin Smith the same way like when I was in college taking film classes my, like, directorial idol. The director I just loved. Like, I could look at his work, and I could dissect it, and I could enjoy it. Uh, like, and this is out of the more bigger names was Wes Craven. Wes Craven was legendary to me, and this is, he was still alive at the time, and I'm, it It saddens me that I never got a chance to meet the guy, because that was, like, a goal of mine. But Wes made such great movies and to see Kevin Smith on a different scale making movies and has been just as influential in my life. It's really one of those things where Clerks 3 got that, those passions going and it was inspiring to me and awestruck my, when it pulls, when something can pull on my heartstrings like that, I know there's something there that is special. And even when you can't quantify it exactly, this was it. And, I have to say, I loved it. It's probably one of my top movies that I've seen for 2022. And um, hopefully, maybe before the year's over, I will do a top listing of the movies that I've seen. I'm not going to go and do top movies because I honestly don't care about award ceremonies. They're just ridiculous as far as I'm concerned because sometimes the people that should get praised don't. But this is something that I feel deserves my time, my energy to speak about because Clerks 3 really did get those emotional heartstrings going. The performances were amazing, seeing faces come back, the callbacks. It was just something that was, I would have to say, just so great to see that I have to just give Kevin Smith a round of applause because that was just, yeah. Really was something that resonated, and I'm so grateful to see it. And I want to thank him so much because his career has been amazing. I'm glad I wanted to keep going, and I want to see more. And I can't wait to see what he does next. But Clerics 3 really was a shining moment in that career and a cornerstone from his first to his most recent. It's just the growth and the change and the emotional gravitas of it is just amazing. Now that I've said that and I've gushed and <laughs> I've spoken way too highly of the man. um, Yeah, I need to talk anime because we got to change things up because, you know, when I'm on my own, I'm 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 a one man show. I can do just about anything that I set my mind to and I know it. But, yeah, it's um, it's been a little rough uh, trying to get everything up and running to the way I want. But I because I'm still doing my physical therapy, you know when you've had major surgery and now you're trying to rehab and get back to things, you know, you got to go for comfort and something that I will say has brought me a lot of comfort at this time during this time has been my love of anime and being able to watch all these great new anime coming out. And I want to talk about the series that I've been watching. And what I can say is I overdid it during the spring season summer i kind of backed off a little bit but fall of 2022 has kicked off in such a way that i don't know how i could overdo it where i watched so many anime in the spring of 2022 that i don't know how i kept up and i lucked out on being able to and now that we've gotten to the point of i i Realized i got to step back, and I'm like, okay, there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming out that I need to watch. But I'm going to have to be very selective. And I've had to pick, and I'm choosing very wisely. And it started off this month with a bang. For the month of October, the very beginning, what do I get? Season 6 of My Hero Academia comes back with a bang. I've been waiting for this because I've read the manga. I know where things are going, but seeing this stuff animated has been amazing. And getting to the third episode of this season, this one, like... If I thought Clerks pulled at my heartstrings, this one is something that I... (laughs) I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but oh my god. The emotional level when I say that I just... Like, I really got choked up, and there's not a lot of movies that hit me that hard, and this was an anime that hit me hard. Animes found a way to really, like, hit me right in the emotional feels, and this one got me good on this one, and I was, I've been excited for this season coming up, and now that it's here, it's like, oh my god, I'm, I I love the dubs, and I've been watching it subbed right now, because... I just can't wait. That tells you how excited I am. So everything I've been watching has been subbed, not dubbed, and I'm a dub guy. I love the English dubs. There's something about the English voice actors that they deserve a massive amount of praise and people just don't give them the credit that they deserve at times. And yeah. I know I'm going off at the running off at the mouth about this, but oh man, season 6 really started off with a bang and it's only going to get crazier just going off the manga so seeing this stuff animated is going to be amazing i cannot wait and of course on the same day i get a cute anime that i enjoy and that's uzaki-chan wants to hang out it is adorable i love this the the characters are amazing uzaki-chan is hilarious and once the dubs start, Monica Rail does an amazing job voicing Uzaki And I, I, I cannot wait. It's like I'm watching it subbed, like I said, but it's the dub is got me highly excited for when it's out because I want to see and hear exactly how they do this because the story is just really cute and really great. It, it always brings a smile to my face. And bringing a smile to my face is the next anime, Spy Family. Oh my god. I can honestly say that watching Spy Family is amazing. It's something that really, like, gets me excited. And, I mean, I was exposed to somebody... I was recommended quite a bit to watch Ranking of Kings earlier on in the year, and I did. And Boji was adorable and had to be protected. And then we get spy family where you get Anya and Anya is the funniest cutest kid it's you can almost picture Anya as an actual child the speech inflections that she says of saying things like incorrectly and stuff being a little kid and just being adorable and overly excited it's it's one of those things with A father who's a spy, a mother who's an assassin, this and Anya being a psychic. And now them getting the dog in this season has been great. I love where they're going with this. The stories are amazing. It is just, oh, I, I feel like a little kid watching it because I'm getting excited. The same way you could see, like, Anya gets excited about watching her spy TV shows in the show itself. So it's like, oh, this is great. And then, out of nowhere, because I wasn't sure the date that when it was coming out, and now there's been two... The second episode just came out of... <laughs> Welcome to Demon School, Irma. Oh, my God. I'm like a little kid with this, because season three, I... Like, the song is a... The, the opening song's a bop. There's no way around that one. I will sit there, and I do not skip the opening songs for these. And Demon School, Irma is great in the dub the sub is so good that i'm glad i'm just like i'm not holding off and waiting because i do that with a lot of them i still have to catch up on some of the summer ones because i've been waiting for the dub just to make my life a little easier but oh my god demon school irma i'm smiling the whole time i'm enjoying the story it's just great fun And the song itself just gets you like amped up where it's like, you know, you're just going to have a good time. It's a feel. It really is a feel good anime. You know, it has the tropes and stuff, but it just it works out so well. And the misfit class is just great. And then we go off and we get everyone was afraid of this because everybody heard that Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc was going to Disney. And it's not on Disney+, Plus. it's on Hulu. And that first episode, I'm sitting there, and I am anticipating. I read the manga's finale, and I'm glad to know that we are going to get a correct and really expanded ending compared to what we got from the previous anime, which was cut short, and the manga that got cut short unceremoniously, because it really needed to keep going, because oh my god, this has been amazing. Like, I'm legitimately sitting there, and I'm loving this, and I'm waiting, because I want to see did they keep the same kind of soundtrack going through, and the song that they play all the time. I don't know the title for it, but I'm like, I am I can, it's in my brain. I hear it in my thoughts. I can hear it as I'm doing it. I'm not going to torture you with my horrible horrible singing voice but oh my god you would not believe it because now i'm sitting there and i'm like the second i heard it i'm like i feel it coming and i'm like the anticipation's growing it's not just nostalgia at this point the animation is amazing and the story going right into it it was amazing when you hear the music beats and seeing these characters again i am dying for the dub I hope the dub comes out soon because yeah, the first episode just dropped and I know it takes some time, but oh my God to hear Johnny Young Bosch playing Ichigo Kurosaki again. Uh, it's, it's something I've been waiting for because I unfortunately found out that Johnny will not be portraying Vash the Stampede in the new Trigun re- redo, which I feel is a huge mistake, but Having him back as Ichigo, and the animation style alone has been amped up. This Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc, amazing so far for one episode. I'm already hyped as hell about this one. Now, we're going to move on to one more, because this one has been on everyone's charts. Everyone's been looking for this one. And I did not want to read the manga. I didn't want to spoil myself. I've just heard really good things about this. And everyone was so anticipating Chainsaw Man. Oh my god. I'm watching this. And I'm, I was a little confused at first. And a little weird. Because I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. But I'm going to give it a shot. And oh man. The animation is amazing the story so far for one episode has been impeccable that I'm sitting there, I don't know how close it's sticking to the manga, which I will say, thankfully, a lot of anime have decided that sticking with the manga is the best thing to do when they can, and they are they do it most of the time now. This is an absolute must-watch. Now, I don't know too much about it, but... I am mean, curious to see who they cast when they do the English dub, but this anime is quickly becoming one of my favorites, for at least for this year. Because oh, I've got so many favorites. I love so many different anime, but Chainsaw Man is definitely up there and absolutely a blast and amazing. And I'm so glad to see that that one has now been produced and we've gotten Chainsaw Man. You know, there's one that I'm not watching just yet because this one I'm going to hold off on because I kind of have to go back and rewatch season one because I don't even really remember season two. But Mob Psycho 100, it was great when I saw it the first time, at least the first season, because like I said, I have gotten distracted over the years with a bunch of different ones. So many different things to watch. So Mob Psycho 100 season three. I'm gonna to get to that one down the line. That's definitely on my much my must-watch list. You know, for my Annie list, I have a ton of stuff in waiting to watch, and that's one of them. And I'm not gonna sit there and try to quibble about if I oh you know anybody can tell me I should watch something, but I'm gonna be the judge because you know you will know if there's something you want to watch and if it's you're really interested and passionate about seeing it, you will. If you're not. You're not going to watch it. And if somebody tries to force you, you may just decide, you know what, because the hype is there and you say no, then you're not going to. See, that's the thing. Like, I got to say, doing this has given me a better perspective of something that I have tried to put into words a long time ago. And that is, I can do reviews for things and I can dissect them, but I can only tell you about something enough to entice you to watch it and you are your own best critic. And unfortunately a lot of people will sit there and go by reviews and think, "Oh, you know what? Because this is there, I like this is what people are saying and they think it's gospel." And I'm going to go back to like She-Hulk as an example. People are all divisive and torn and butthurt over the fact that it's like, oh, this isn't your typical Marvel product. You know, we're not getting this epic fight, and there's no this grand battle and stuff. It's like you don't always have to throw in tons of plot exposition and crazy shit, especially when it's a show. Like a show, you're going to get through stuff, and there's going to be ups and lows and peaks and valleys. You know, that's why I will say, like, DC did an amazing job with their Arrowverse and it's sad to see that things are changing but she hulk has shown me that that there's a lot of stuff that we can do that'll change the landscape of things but we also have to expect that we're not the target audience for everything so sit back and enjoy it if you're not enjoying it then you know what that's on you and you know this isn't a life lesson or anything this is just some random musings that things i've learned and discovered over the years you know as everyone's gen x big brother i kind of want to try to like give you guys the honest opinion on things and tell you what i think about them but like listen i could sit there and tell you about a bunch of stuff that i like that you will absolutely hate and there are going to be things that you love that i sit there and i'm going to shake my head and judge you because yeah life is not a planet fitness i am going to judge you because this is not a judgment freeze on but <laughs> this is this is life, and when you gotta understand, when you're sitting there and you decide to entertainment, that's what you want to watch, and you want to be entertained. If you're not gonna be entertained by something, don't watch it. You know, people could sit there and say, "I gave up on something because you know I'm getting tired of the formula like, formula of like how Marvel does things." Well, you know what? I can see somebody's opinion on that one, but. That is not going to stop me because I know I'm going to see Black Panther 2 in Wakanda forever. That's just something that is inevitable for me. There's going to be somebody who may not want to see it. But what everyone has to understand is, yeah, Marvel found the formula that works. DC has not found that formula yet, or at least they had it screwed up by deciding to merge with discovery so eight warner brothers and discovery that merger was a disaster I'm, I'm sorry but i am not a fan whenever there's a merger things suffer and i'm just hoping that a lot of these properties that they're trying to cancel or use as a tax write-off someone's able to get out there because if there is somebody over there at warner brothers and you know guys f- please find a way finish the uh, special effects finish editing back, girl and uh I don't know, um, Wolverine Origins early, you know, release it without the special effects or whatever, I don't care. This is something we've all wanted to see, I'm not saying anybody should do that, I'm just saying what people would like to see happen, you know, but listen, there no one ever released the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie, but some of us have seen it, and I'm pretty sure anybody who wants to see it can find it. Because it is cheesy goodness, and those actors did act their hearts out. And actually, for the time frame, I actually thought the thing was actually pretty good. And in all honesty, some of the best performances they've done in when it came to a comic book movie at the time. But yeah, you know, everybody's got their own tastes. Me personally, I like dark and gritty. But I like funny, you know, I run the spectrum and I'm not your movie guy. I am a guy who loves movies. I love to talk movies. I love to talk TV shows, entertainment wise. I mean, I was reading up because I am a Power Rangers fan from back in the day and finding out that the Boom Studios comics are retiring the original Red Ranger who went on in the comics to become the red Omega Ranger is pretty much getting retired. And it looks like the original yellow Ranger that was portrayed by the late tweet Trang as now in the boom studio comics about to become the leader of the Omega Rangers. And you know what? I'm okay with that, but I'm not reading the comics, but I like to try to keep up on the news for that stuff. And you know, it's actually pretty interesting when, whether you watch or you read, you know, I watched the latest season and I finished Dino Fury and I'm actually interested to see what they do for Cosmic Fury because when they make the announcement that the first time in the longest time that the cast is going to continue on to another season, so it's going to be a continuous cast going from Dino Fury two seasons of that onto cosmic fury that hasn't really been done since mighty morphin went into zeo and then there were some there were there were some cast changes in between but still the main cast kept going and they continued on as a continuous story and that has not been done in a while and i'm loving what they've done they pulled out some great stuff with the new pink ranger played by hunter dino um I'm blanking on the name of the Green Ranger who is a female and a LGBTQ character, you know, I'm it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're getting like all sorts of great stuff and it's coming out of stuff you wouldn't expect. Like Power Rangers was not a show that I would think would have done that, but seeing the Green Ranger have a skirt and just rip it off like as a quick throwaway the first time she comes in i was like okay that was badass and now we're getting like a bunch of great stuff so i mean let's face it we're in an age where we're getting a bunch of things that we never thought we would get who was ever expecting a hocus pocus two, and to be as good as it actually is now this is something i want to say about entertainment when i bring up hocus pocus two because you know this is go- there's a little controversy that happens in October from time to time, but it happens whenever there's a popular thing that, ha- that people see as occult or dark and scary. It's like you get parents that sit there and say that things are bringing the occult and they're evil and, oh, boo. Listen, there's been scares about this stuff. You know, we always hear the stories of, Oh, they're put, the drug dealers are going to give kids drugs because they look like candy. Drug dealers are selling drugs. They are not giving children drugs. You know, they are not going to be doing that because it's a business for them. They're trying to make money. Why would you give it to a kid who's not going to be able to give them any money, especially the amount of money that it's probably going to cost for this stuff? But, you know, then we always had the... Oh, check the apples because they're going to get they put razor blades in the apples and the candy. It's like, seriously, I, I, I mean, this is an urban legend. As far as I know, I have never seen this happen. I've never heard of it actually happening. The worst thing that happens to kids candy nowadays is parents send videos of themselves telling their children that they ate all the Halloween candy to Jimmy Kimmel. Like, that's the worst thing. That we're seeing from, like, Halloween candy. But, you know, there's always some parent out there that's like, it's a cult. You know what? I went through this in the 80s as a kid, hearing about, oh, there are satanic cults all over the place. And they're, like, they're drawing people in with Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, are you serious? Like, a bunch of kids around a table using their imaginations, fighting monsters. It, like being heroes in their minds and playing a game that they were being social with other people. It's one of those things where we have a society that they're afraid of things that they don't understand, but they think you have to understand it. I mean, let's face it, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people out there that remember the horror show that was in the 80s of, oh, Dungeons and Dragons is going to bleed your children into madness and the occult and Satan worship. There was not the case. They pretty much tried the same thing on a slightly lower scale when it came to like games like Vampire: The Masquerade, but then it kind of died down. But Harry Potter came out, and you had people like, "We got to ban Harry Potter because it's teaching our kids about witchcraft." Are you kidding me? Like Harry Potter is not teaching our kids about witchcraft. I mean, let's face it. I grew up watching, like. And I'll say it, because most people will honestly be like, oh, I loved Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins was cool, but that wasn't the Disney movie I grew up watching so much. I remember constantly watching Bed Knobs and Broomsticks with Angela Lansbury. And that is heartbreaking for me, because we just lost Angela Lansbury. She lived an amazing life and had an amazing career. And it's a shame that she's gone, but she is definitely missed. And then now, you know, because I brought up Harry Potter and parents wanting to ban books because, oh, they, they have witches in it and they're teaching our kids about the occult. You are absolutely out of your minds. Because there are so many books that are so much worse to read than Harry Potter. And parents are the ones that are reading them. Because who in their right mind thought that horrible representation and horrible writing for stuff like Twilight Nobody got upset that, oh, you know, my kid's going to get involved in vampires. Okay, you you sat there reading Anne Rice, and that didn't bother you. You sat there, and you've read Stephen King books, and that didn't send you into an occult frenzy. It, yet, you all got excited for the Fifty Shades books, and we heard about a bunch of housewives and women being like, oh, this is so... Now, when you look at it in the context... It's not good. It's very toxic behavior. But, you know, everybody's got their own preference. And if that's what floats your boat, you know, I'm just going to sit here and silently judge you and pretty much laugh at you like this. (laughs) Yeah, so because I'm going to laugh at you, but that's up to you. You know, you can read whatever you want. Listen, I'd rather somebody pick up a book and start reading than... Sit there and thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to just let my brain rot and I'm going to go and l- watch some Fox News. Because seriously, if you're listening to like lies and no compassion from people, you know, I want to try to at least show people that there's some compassion out there in this world and some understanding. But you get people coming on the news and being like, oh, Hocus Pocus 2 is evil and demonic, and it it has witches, and it's going to bring evil into your home. And yes, if the mother who said that hears this, I want her to understand how dumb she sounds. Because, frankly, you know, this is one of those things where we all can enjoy stuff. It's not harmful to have an imagination. You know what? I remember being a kid, and that's what we did. We were outside playing And using our imaginations. Now kids are playing video games. And listen I love video games. Don't get me wrong. But nobody uses their imagination anymore. Kids are in school being taught. How to take tests. And people think that teachers. Are trying to teach their kids. All this horrible stuff. About you know being this certain way. And that is not the case at all. Parents need to just seriously. Like understand that. Teacher's hands are, like, tied, but when you go and say, oh, we're banning a whole bunch of books, I'm sorry, but this is just wrong. Education and knowledge are something that we all need to have. I know, I seem like I'm going off on a rant, and I pretty much am. I think I've rambled off the subject, but (laughs) when they just, you know, like I said, like, they went and they were like, oh, the Harry Potter books are evil, and they tried banning them in libraries and stuff, which we just lost Robbie Coltrane from Hagrid from the Harry Potter movies. And that's another sad loss. You know, it's one of these things where we have to understand that not everything is out there to get us and not everything is out there to hurt us. You know, sometimes looking at things from somebody else's perspective is actually a good thing. And, you know, I can sit there and I have friends who are Republicans and Some who are really conservative, some who are liberal and Democrats. And I'm just your happy in the middle of the road independent where show me somebody who's going to do something for me and take care of people and do the right thing. Then you got my support. But I mean, I'm not telling my friends that I'm not going to be friends with them because we have a difference of opinion. That's what makes us all unique and interesting. But I can definitely understand why someone would say, no, we're not, I can't be friends with this person because of the fact that it's like, you know what? Extremist ideas are extreme and they can be very dangerous and detrimental to people's health. And that's why all I ask is try to listen to each other, you know, and not accuse things. Because, like, if you don't know about something, then you can learn about it. I mean... There's books that you can go to the library or a Barnes and Nobles and pick up, you know, download an ebook and, or, and, you know, listen to, or you can you get an audiobook, listen to it. It's just one of these things where we get to sit there and we have this great experience in the world where we have all this time to listen and learn to things. The internet is at our fingertips but we can't keep ourselves trapped in a bubble of listening to the same things over and over again. Because when you do, you're in an echo chamber hearing the same thoughts. You're not expanding. You're really just sitting there and it's harmful to your own well-being for you to sit there and say, hey, you know, all I'm hearing is the same stuff about the same things. You know, we need to look at the world With a little bit of kindness, a little bit of caring, and not look at each other as if we are all the boogeyman trying to hurt somebody. Now, there's not everybody's going to be good and decent people, but isn't that what we should strive to be? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is just strive to be better one day at a time. You know, I am trying to recover from my injury, and, like, I'm just... My surgery went well, and I'm, one day at a time, making progress, trying to get better, trying to get stronger, you know, get back to where I was before, and even have a better mindset about things, but we can't do that if we're at each other's throats, and, you know, I'm at the point where, you know, I disagree with people, and frankly, you know, when you hear stories about when people were being attacked and assaulted because of prejudices, And the church of Satan, that's right, the Satanic church, was offering to protect people that were being tormented and tortured. You know, that to me says a lot more about who has kindness and compassion than the people who preach kindness and compassion and won't do anything about it. So, you know, I think I've probably ranted and raved a little too long right now. And this was supposed to be a entertainment podcast and then I go off on my own high horse so we're gonna find our voice and this show is pretty much for me just to be able to talk to you guys and I'm gonna say my piece you guys can say yours you know I'm trying to work on getting everything together so have contact information and stuff but you guys can always contact me on Twitter you can check out my instagram blue Dragoon 13. You know, I'm, I haven't been posting that much because I'm still worrying about my recovery and getting myself back on track, but my messages are there. You know, you can find me on TikTok, BlueDragoon13 at on TikTok. You know, just, you can find me on Twitch, you know, shoot me a message, you know, add me. You know, Listen, there's plenty of things you can do, and you can basically be whoever you want in this world, but you want to express an opinion and tell me something leave me a message or whatever do it I say go for it this is exactly what needs to be done people need to understand that we're all different and it's okay you know it's like the old Depeche Mode song of people are people and that's exactly what we are so you know it's something that we should strive to be, is just be better. And on that note, I'm going to go, because frankly, yeah, um, I need to stretch my legs and move around to make sure that I can walk, because that's my goal, just to be able to get back and walk normally, or as normal for me as it ever was. But please, feel free to tune in next time, because I want to see you guys come back, Enjoy yourselves and tell me something interesting about yourselves. Alright, I shall return next time. Now, time to head back into my hibernation chamber. Or, back into the lair anyway. Or should I say my bed? But, (laughs) I will see you all next time. Good chat.